This, 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 this is mythical. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim light and I'm giving you your tip for tat. The tit was your trip to Key West yeah. and it was a lot of tits. Yeah, you're not and gonna I'm have giving you as some many tats, as many. If you saw as many tits in Big Sur as I saw in Key West, then I don't know what festival that was. Well, let me tell you, I did, but they were all on the same woman. Just different instances. Uh, okay, I see where you're going with that. Um, so I will say there is a little, there's gonna be some conversation about um, sex in this. Seems, if, seems to be something we're doing lately. If Once we, yeah, we busted that hatch open. Yeah. And now we're just uh, crawling right out of it again and again. But you know, I feel free to. I think it's going to come up in conversation. Yeah. Um, okay. When telling you about my trip to Big Sur with Christy, um, at the same time that you were in Key West, I was doing that. It was just the two of us. Shorter trip. Didn't have to get on a plane. Totally different vibe. Kind of <laughs> like the different vibes yeah. in what we're wearing. Which yeah. I will get to what I'm wearing in a little bit, and also get to what you're wearing. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about that, and then I think towards the end of this conversation, by way of recommendation, I'm gonna talk about sex in a different way. It's not related to my own experience, but oh. some things that I've learned oh. um, through a series that I watched that I just I want to talk to you about. So I'm gonna save some time okay. for that. Um, so it's kind of a, a side A and a side B to this conversation that I envision happening. Um, but that's a little bit of a warning if you if you've had enough of sex talk. From Rhett and Link, who who has then then just who would say that go to something else or once we start getting into that, uh, you can skip well, away I have to a, something. I else. have a little, I have a a little sex uh, update, I guess you could call it, uh, that I have to get into. Well, okay, oh, we'll like, go right for like it a, now. Like an errors and omissions situation. Okay, from I, last episode, I, te- I teased last week's episode about getting shot with a wiener gun. From a golf cart, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I never told the story, because there's no story, it was just I was walking down the street and there was a woman with a giant penis water gun. Now and when she you was say just giant, shooting, you're talking I mean, it was like a shotgun? No, I'm saying it was Shaped like. like a wiener? I'm saying, when I say giant, I mean giant as if it, if it were an actual penis. Uh, it would be like, that's a big penis, but not like a super soaker, which would be like, no one's got that penis, and if they do, they're like in a record book somewhere. It's just more like, that's a, a special well, record book. That's a big penis, but it's not, it's just a, it's a water gun. I don't think Guinness is in the business of measuring penis. Not anymore, yeah, sadly. They, uh, but they, it, she squirted me. She squirted everyone. I mean, she was just having the time of her life. With Was it water? Yeah. I mean, it didn't go in my, it it? Didn't go in my mouth, but I didn't, it didn't smell weird. <laughs> It went in your nose. It just went on my face and <laughs> like chest and. Oh wow, uh, that's a bold move. Yeah, yeah, she got me. Hey, you can get away in that golf cart though. Yeah, Another I advantage. Could, I could have never caught up with her. Of an off-road I don't golf know what cart. I would have done. 
grabbed her gun. <laughs> I had made plans to go to Big Sur um, and then they were eradicated by the pandemic. So mm. for our um, 20 year wedding anniversary, which in 2020 is when we were gonna go. I had it booked, I had to cancel. So I ended up going back to that same place. But since then you've been, mm. and then I heard about the place because Stevie recommended it. Mm -hmm. And I started looking into it, it's called Glen Oaks. They took a motor home, not a motor home, a motor lodge that's that's been in Big Sur for a long time and they revamped that, but you can't even really see that. I never actually saw that part of it. And then they also have cabins, like individual or like two cabins put together and so you can rent out one of those. This is this is a very much a glamping experience. It's yeah. it's like the best of both worlds. I was very much looking forward to it. By the time I rebooked, I didn't get the cabin that I wanted. When you're driving up through Big Sur, there's basically just Highway One. There's nothing, man. And you're going you're going up there, and it's I mean, there's so many so many screensavers of Big Sur that you didn't even know. Like, and there's the Bixby Bridge, which was built in 1936. This huge beautiful arching underarched bridge that when you drive across it you might not appreciate how amazing it is until you look back it's right on the coast it's that one for if you watch uh, is it big little lies is in the intro i haven't watched that christy watched that without me it's good it's good especially the bridge part oh really every episode she intro. only she only told me about the wiener part there yeah, was yeah, like yeah. there was a there was Scars a guard there was an erect wiener yeah. walking around. I think, I think it was probably a prosthetic. I don't think. I don't, okay. I think that's how they do it these days. So you're when you're driving up, you're you're right on the coast, and so much of the coast is just these. I know you went, and I know you talked about it on your biscuits, and I don't want to rehash everything, but I just it just bears repeating how beautiful. Maybe the, the, the most beautiful place on our central Earth. coast of California. I've never been to the north northern coast of California yet. And I kind of thought I was in Northern California until I looked at the map. There's no, a lot of very California. Very much central. You know, there's a whole uh, part of North of California, the Lost Coast, where it's the train is too crazy. They couldn't even get a road to like hug the coast. That you can get there by like certain roads. Yeah, but uh, our friend Nick, yeah, went, Nick there. went up there. I got to get up there. That whole I mean there's I mean that's a completely different world. Hardly any people up there. So when you're going, I mean you're you're right on the edge of these cliffs and you're you can look down and just see the waves crashing against the rugged coastline of California. There's a few places where it turns into very rugged beaches and there's a handful of state parks along uh, in the Big Sur area. But when you when you really drive to Glen Oaks, and I think you went to Ventana, or I can't remember what it was called. No, I I, I went to the. Um, you can't it, even remember. It was like the best place I've ever stayed, and yeah, it's just completely the post post ranch. Post ranch. Those are like real. That's not glamping. That's like resort stuff, which is very cool, and I want to do that. But too. it's individual cabins, though. Oh, yeah, it's not a resort. It's, it's just resort prices. It's exorbitant, but it uh, like we stayed in a treehouse that was just. Oh yeah, you stayed in a treehouse. It was just an individual. See, I do tree remember house. this now. Yeah, these cabins are on the ground, but when you're, I I really began. I had driven through Big Sur a couple of times, and um, I began to really appreciate the topography of. At a certain point, you leave the coast and you veer in 
to the redwoods mm-hmm. that are all growing in there. And there's this huge ravine, huge valley. And you can't, you can no longer see the ocean. And then you're kind of going down there into the bottom. And the Big Sur River comes through there. Is that the Carmel Valley? Uh, no. I don't. I don't know that it has a name. It's it's Big Sur proper, like at that particular place where these cabins are. On the right side of the road, when you're going north, was where you check in and w- the cabin that Christy and I ended up staying in. But the cabin I wanted and that are the most coveted are the ones across the street. And then you walk down to where the the river is gently flowing through there, and there's cabins all around it, and it's nothing but redwood groves very rustic cabins. So I wanna go back and I definitely did some reconnaissance. There's an opportunity for like you and Jesse to come with us. Maybe we can bring some other friends because there's some other places to stay at Glen Oaks that can accommodate more people that look totally isolated and absolutely amazing. At the same place, just different parts of the same place. Yeah, but the cabin we stayed in was on the other, was on the other side, but it was still a, an amazing glamping experience. You got this king bed and then you've got a little kitchenette. You've got this fireplace in the room that's very cute and nice and glampy. And then they've got a bathroom with heated floors. Mm, oh yeah. You got those heated tiles. Well, it gets cool up there, man. Yeah, it can get really cold. It's nice to be able to walk barefoot and then sit down in your throne. And there was a, a two-person shower, mm. two, two separate shower heads. Shower pressure and heat was very great. They they really cal- put a lot of their a- yeah, shower attention. pressure note. I mean, these things really matter when you're talking about glamping. The difference between camping and yeah, glamping. You, you, I mean, shower pressure is, is important. Heat, shower pressure, and I didn't know it, but heated floors in the bathroom. But it's not a Motel Six. I mean, you're gonna get. I mean, if they don't get hot water, I mean, <laughs> I mean, first of all, Motel Six is gonna give you hot water too. But you don't know about the pressure. And you also don't know about the mattress. The mattress could have been a little bit better. The sheets could have been a little bit better. But I'm spoiled. The sheets this is my could have been better. We got some sheets at home that are like just t-shirt. They're so soft, and these have been like Clorox to death, which makes us feel good. So Chris and I are having this conversation, and we're not complaining because it's like, well, you know, they're clean because they're they're hard. They're a little hard, huh. and it's they they feel like they've been bleached to death. Hmm. I'm, what I'm really trying to say is, you got the environment of camping, but it's glamorous in there. Oh yeah. I was very much looking forward to staying for three nights so that I could get two full days of just Christy and I just hanging out, just being together. Like there are trails that you can go on around there, but we were like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. This is just about us no hiking. hanging out. We're not, we're not doing the hiking thing. Christy had some sort of, she, and she might develop a reputation. The first time she's on this podcast, one of the first things she says is, I have diarrhea. <laughs> so leading up to this trip, she had diarrhea. <laughs> but she had- Well, you didn't have to. She I had mean, gotten it under, well, it, it plays into what happened. Okay. So yeah, I do have to say it. All right. And with her permission. But she is developing a reputation as the <laughs> diarrhea woman. Uh, she had gotten it under control. It kind of subsided in the two days leading up to our trip, and then we're we're driving the five and a half hour drive to Big Sur, and we stop at uh, Pismo Beach. 
you remember in 2008 for the Great American Road Trip, we were World's going, Largest Clam. We were trying to make the a song called The World's Largest Song, which is basically just footage of us in front of the world's largest tourist trap stuff, which we drove way out of our way to go to Pismo Beach. The just Pez to, Museum was also there though, wasn't that it? That was in San, outside of San Francisco in Burlingame. Same, same trip. Burlingame and then, um, Matter of fact, there's a there's a place north of there called Castroville that has the world's largest artichoke. You remember going there? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we did our Thursday night Rhett and Linkcast live from the RV with very sketchy um, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the parking lot yeah. of the world's largest, largest artichoke, artichoke, which is basically just a like a paper mache slash concrete artichoke edifice on the side of a diner. Which also the world's largest clam is also just a concrete thing. I and mean, yeah. these are not that says, welcome things. to Pismo Beach. So I'm like, Christy, that's, I've been here. And so then it was lunchtime, so we stopped. We found a highly rated place right on the, right on the beach. We were able to like watch the surf and uh, we ate this like lobster crab roll. And then we get back in the car and Christy's like, I'm not feeling good. Mm. I think, I think, some urgency is returning. Oh wow. And I need some more medicine. So we're like going to get some anti-diarrheal medicine. And um <laughs> trip really started off with a bang. This is great. I mean, cuz you think about, all right, we're going to get to this we, we everything she was okay, but there was like rumblings. Right. You know when you're on that road trip and you get the rumbles. That's a little disconcerting. And I mean, if yeah, I'm assuming that you guys are I mean, you've actually talked about this. But like, and we're the same way. It's like when you're on vacation, and you're you're married with children, mm -hmm. you get to the hotel room, and it's first thing you want to do is take on. a liquid shit. No, yeah, right, it's not. Exactly, you right. want to get it on. Right. You want to break in that cabin. You want to just bend it over and like tell that okay. cabin to submit. What? Where is a cabin so involved? You got to get the kit. Oh yeah, it's every part. Involve every part of the cabin. You might have to hold on to the wall or something. Every, yeah, hold on, hold on to those antlers. <laughs> there were no antlers. <sighs> I mean, we do get there. By the time we got there, it was she's like texting the doctor's office because she had read this thing about like how raw onions. There was a salmonella outbreak. A salmonella outbreak. World, like not nationwide, like 37 states. And she was pretty convinced that that's what was happening. Yeah. And so we get there and yeah, there's no, there's no like walking into the cabin and getting it going. It's like. Unless it's unless a it's, bathroom trip. <laughs> hey, heated floors. You don't want you don't want anything to land on his heated floors because I guess it would start to cook. Okay, God. You don't want to hear a sizzle from the <laughs> other room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. If that didn't happen, and the floor wasn't that hot. It was just warm, for the record. But we finally get there, and I had like in after we left there. And she was feeling bad and she's like on the phone with the doctor and trying to like troubleshoot this salmonella stuff if that's what's been going on with her. Um, I'm like, Gra grab that cold brew out of the back because we're not gonna stop for me to have the coffee that I need at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I just drank a cold, I pulled over on the side of the road, I drank a cold brew while Christy sat in the car and took an anti-nausea pill because then that was happening on these like curvy PCH 
roads. Cause, and there's, cause the thing I didn't know about that area is there's not there's nothing there's to nothing. stop at. I mean, there's, there's pull-offs so you can like look at scenery and that's the beauty of Big But there's Big like, Sur, oh, this is a, a little town. Oh, there is there a restaurant here? Is there, no. is there a place that we can get a cup of coffee? Like you'll go very long stretches with, with nothing. Nothing. It, it's pristine, but you don't really, have, you gotta bring the stuff with you. I didn't want her vomiting from being car sick as well as w everything else we established. So I gave her 20 minutes in a, in, Sitting in the car yeah, while, a rough road. while I downed my cold brew. And then a couple hours later, by the time we get there, I'm like, man, I'm feeling bad too. I'm feeling like super wired. Like I drink way too much cold brew and I felt yeah. absolutely horrible. Like my head was spinning. I hadn't eaten anything. Like I was also a little car sick. <laughs> she was sick. You guys aren't even gonna be able to make it. This is a great start to our Big Sur trip. You she, specialize in good starts to trips though. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. The doctor called in just for out of safety, called in um, antibiotic, but we had to drive another hour and a half north, now in the dark, to Past? Carmel. We had to drive all the way to Carmel, Carmel. Yeah. in order to find the nearest um, Pharmacy. Rite Aid, CVS, whatever it was. Yeah. So she goes up there and like, she gets her anti-diarrheal stuff and she gets she gets her prescription medications and I'm like plopping down a couple of enemas. I'm like, we've got opposite problems here. <sighs> Good Lord. I it, cold brew doesn't clean me out. When I travel, I can't get anything going. <laughs> so we're like, we're like bookends on a sad bookshelf here. I mean, this first is our all, first night. This is, just so you know, I mean, this is probably how every vacation is gonna start 20 years from now, but this, this, you're just getting a, an early start to it. I bought four of those enemas and I'm just gonna have to carry them with me like a gunslinger <laughs> from now on. It's like, I gotta get holsters for these things every time I travel. Oh. I mean, you say that I'm- What about the fiber? Routine oriented, like- It doesn't help. My smoothie in the morning, I don't take my smoothie stuff when I when I went on vacation. I'm gonna eat like the breakfast burritos and but whatnot. You know what? I actually thought about this recently. I think it's it's legitimately good to, to if you eat the same thing every single morning, to take a break from it on vacation. Don't try to- I kinda thought that too. Don't try to bring your smoothie situation. First of all, bringing your smoothie situation on vacation would be annoying to everyone who was with you. But also I There's think- There's only one person. Legitim well, your wife would be very annoyed, but legitimately, I think you should take a break from the same ingredients over and over again every single day. It, will, it, can, it can be a little bit of a shock to a system, but I think it is a good practice. Yeah, it's, not, it's nothing that shoving a needle nose squish bottle up your rectum. Yeah, you just enema squeezing out. won't fix. Yeah. I'm sorry this is such a visceral start to the episode. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's gonna get better, but, I could it, talk about, but it is gonna I get sexier. I could talk about glitter boobs. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of super feet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Super feet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, super feet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor 
Dr. Warren and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. We got the stuff in her system and we got the stuff out of my system. Wow. And Man, you guys uh, just need to get but, together. But it was like, you know what? This Tonight's just a wash. Let's forget it. And, and hopefully just, you, we did wash. We did wash <laughs> and we just started, you know, uh, Start over with a clean slate in the morning. We woke up both feeling better. Um, she, her her issues were behind her. <laughs> You're not even trying. <laughs> and um, it started raining Aye. a lot. Ooh, like I, it wasn't. It wasn't like a hurricane or anything. But there was like. But it was a lot of rain. The most rain in the shortest period of time that Northern California has ever seen. Well, yeah, in, in the Central Coast, it was, they called it like a bomb storm. Like the word bomb yeah, I, was part of it. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was nuts. And so we, we got out, we got, we got some coffee across the street with our umbrellas. We come back to the room and it's, I mean, we got this nice cabin. We got nothing to do but each other. Mm. And so it was actually a, it was actually perfect. We were we were I mean that's what we did. Each other. And with nowhere else to go, with nowhere else to be, it's I mean a lot of times when you go on a vacation you know, there's things you want to do. There's things you want to tick off the checklist. There's there's people that you're going to hang out with that maybe you're traveling with like your 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 brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. Like without any of that and with no kids around, it was like a glorious focus on just the two of us. And it was better than a puzzle for sure. And and let me tell you, the rain made it an amazing experience. The, the Did you go outside? The Judds have a song, Rockin' to the Rhythm of the Rain. Oh yeah. The Judds. That's a good song. The Judds will get me going anytime. <laughs> we didn't play the Judds, but I did think about it as we were rocking to the rhythm of the rain. We didn't go outside to to uh, make love in the rain. To make love in the rain, uh, we stayed in this amazing cabin, and then we were like, you know what? Let's just lay here and listen to the rain. I was playing some music at a certain point that was like um, ambient sounds that complemented the rain, but I just killed that noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, if you if you tell your smart speaker or your sleep device or whatever to play rain sounds, yep. this is a legitimate top tier way to relax and go to sleep. Oh yeah. It's manufactured and comes out of your 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 smart speakers. Right. I think for the first time in my life, I experienced it in its most pristine form. The night before You've never heard the rain on the roof? Well, the night before we noticed that um, we we weren't in a redwood grove where we were, we were in an, actually an oak grove. And acorns would fall and hit the roof of our cabin and scare the shit out of us because, uh, well, because of the problems we were having that first night. No, because it was just so loud. Mm. 
And it would, you, I thought someone was like knocking on the, well, somebody was walking on the roof. It was, one you, had, you had to get at used to it. But then when you add, when you replace that with rain, it was a literal sound bath. And it was an amazing experience just to lay there and it was so meditative. I mean, to have that thing that you can pull up on a YouTube video so that you can study or fall asleep, to experience that in its most natural form, I yeah, I had never experienced a legitimate rain on a hot serenade. It was I mean, it was a it was a highlight of my life. <laughs> now, especially especially what, what, sexing in the rain, now, man. That was amazing. Uh, I, I know how you tend to get enthusiastic about things like this. Because um, I, I, I make a decision to drink in life in those moments and say, you know what? It doesn't get any better than this. Other things are gonna be, and this is me talking. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. To, to so I'm trying to figure out. It I, doesn't get any better than this. Well, things have gotten this good, but nothing is going to get well, better than this. Well, no, no, yeah. yeah. You make a decision to do it, but you also make a decision to say that you're doing it and to try to get everybody else to do it too. So I'm just saying, was, yeah, was yeah. Christy like, yeah, I'm, oh, she, we, was, was she, shaking, she was, she was with she, me. She's shaking her head at you. She was, she was with me. I mean, it was, it was really magical. I think she, you know, it's, she's taking up the reins too. It's, I mean, no one Rains. wants to be like, hey, listen, you need to just, I get it. This is awesome, <laughs> but I don't need you to tell me that it's awesome. I do understand that. And I wasn't doing it forever. I mean, we I we literally just laid there and listened to the rain. For how and long? And I, I don't want to ever forget it. Uh, definitely over an hour. And this is after like many hours of intense lovemaking. Oh man, <laughs> give me a break. No, it wasn't many hours. But it when you don't have anything else to do besides each other. You can stretch everything out, and it's nice to get reacquainted with that, and say, "Hey, remember on our honeymoon when we did it so much that we could we were walking like cowboys? <laughs> Let's see if we can match that. Yeah. Let's see if we can have um, multiple sessions. Yeah. But you find yourself saying, "Hey, let's actually, you know what? Let's just listen to the rain for an hour. <laughs> it might take me that long to." Uh, to re-up. Well, after that first session, the perspective changes. The rain cleared up by mid-afternoon and we went to, uh, we went back to the place that you guys had recommended that we have been before called Nepenthe or, it's right that on little, the coast. Yeah. It's like there's a bookstore and a restaurant and you sit on the back of the restaurant and you over, you can, you, you just look Beautiful at the- Beautiful view. Look at the ocean, it's absolutely amazing. We saw an amazing sunset and, um, we were like talking to the waiter, like making friends, laughing louder than anybody else there. Mm. You know, again, like I said last episode, um, it's just like just feeling in the zone, feeling like, oh, look, we're we're having the most fun. We're connecting. We're like, it feels like we're on our honeymoon again, and uh, we're watching this beautiful sunset. And I look over at Christie's purse, and it had been up on the we were sitting at a bar so we could both sit shoulder to shoulder and watch the sunset. Like that was the best seat in the house. And up on the up on that bar, her bag was like open. And it turns out something was spilling out of it. And every time that anyone walked by or the person sitting right beside Christy on the other side could definitely see that she had a huge box of anti-diarrheal medication just out. 
there in front of everybody. And uh, Christy's like, like putting it away after, at the end of our whole meal after being there for like two hours. And we're like talking to the guy about it. He's like, yeah, I saw that, but I didn't wanna say anything. So it's, even though, I don't know, it just wouldn't leave us. Like it was, a, the diarrhea was a specter. Well, yeah, when you need to be ready. There were, we ate at that, we had uh, just a coffee at that place. It's a and, cool spot, And uh, it's a very wild bird that was very aggressively eating people's food. Oh, there wasn't one Off of, of their table. Must uh-uh. have, they must have, have shot him. Must have killed him. <laughs> I, I might have been eating him. Yeah. I ate a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, next day, we got up and there was no rain in the forecast for that day. So I'm like, all right, today's the day that we're gonna go down by the river. And again, no hiking. We're gonna go into like full meditative retreat mode. They take these Adirondack chairs. Are you familiar? Mm, yeah, I believe so. Well, describe it. Adirondack chair to me is one of those, it's like high backed, made out of wood. Yeah. It just kind of leans back a little bit. Yeah. And you're kind of low to the ground. Uh-huh. They had taken pairs of those and put them in the Big Sur River. Because uh-huh. the river is basically just a really wide stream. Yeah. And there's lots of places where you can just sit on the rocks. So we just went down there and sat for a while and just didn't Feet nothing. in the water? Uh, too cold for that. I was like, I'm gonna get totally ready for this. I'm gonna put on my new sweatshirt. I don't know if you've noticed. This is, this is the moment. This is the moment you explain your I sweatshirt. Bu- I ordered this thing off an Instagram ad. Uh, shout out to my friend Todd Snyder, teaming up with L.L. Bean. <laughs> and I'm it like. makes quite a statement. I'm like, I think this is, um, how do you say, ironic, but not really. It kinda says, I, don't really go camping, but I like the idea of camping. Yes. <laughs> and this isn't, th- 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 I think this is Maine. You know, you got some ducks flying, you got some You got some fall foliage going all the way down the sleeves on this thing. Mm, yeah, it's quite a print. I did That's get, not easy to do. I did get a compliment or two for it. Hmm. What, like, what did they say? I think it was nice something like sweatshirt. What did he say? He was. We were in one of these like little. You'll find a little bookstore yeah, a on little, the edge of the yeah. like with some like philosophical stuff. People doing a lot Sur. of introspection up in that place. Yeah, I think he said something like that sweatshirt is hot. Not hot. Maybe mm, he was like fire. I don't think he said no cap. I can't remember. But who he, was this guy? It was just a dude who seemed cool. How old? He was a little younger than me. Huh. So, okay, I good. think it it worked for him. It definitely worked for me, and I got the photos to prove it. So here I am sitting in the Big Sur River in an Adirondack chair, wearing my turtleneck sweatshirt. What were the, the main feet? scene? Um, they were on the rocks. It was just too. It was a little they, too cold. It, but okay, to put but, your feet yeah, in the it's water. It's not like in the water. It's it's like on a rock in right, the river. Right, right, right. Okay, right. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Pets. 
so that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. So it's just another day of nothing and, and kind of looking, or, like walking around the it's grounds of this place, going back to the room, having another love making session. It's just, just not, you know, it's just like you set your parameters small and then it's just a lot of, you know what? I'm gonna be naked. <laughs> I'm gonna be naked. <laughs> like literally there's something in my throat. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be naked in this cabin. Oh yeah. For a long time. And there's something about Big Sur that does that to you because I love when it. we were up there, we had, in the treehouse, we had the fire and then I was just like, why do, clothes? Why? Yes. And I, and I was. And that's why when you're talking about the glitter boots and stuff, naked, it's like yeah. I'm actually, I was much more open to that story and like putting a tube sock on my, on my package. Well, it's one thing to be in a cabin, another thing to be on Duval Street in Key West. I know, but it, maybe it's a slippery slope. Uh, not for me. I, I think my feet are firmly gripping the I love being there. naked. And I, I realize that there's a freedom in that, that like, Something we were watching that I'll talk to about, talk to you about, kind of informed this mindset. So again, I'll get to that. But the experience was, you know what? I'm. This is my body. These are our bodies, and we're just we're into each other, and we're not into clothes. Yeah, and let's who just. Needs them? And we brought our own blanket because we brought our favorite blanket. Mm. So I mean, a little blanket is nice, but like, there's just something magical about being together and just saying, you know what? We need not clothing. Mm. It just felt edifying. It felt like, okay, I'm comfortable, I'm accepted. We know each other, we can we can do this. It's Because it's not the type of thing that you normally do. I mean, I don't walk around my house naked. Well, no, I mean, you got children. Right. But I do anticipate, now first of all. I definitely do too. I, I, I well, I do walk around my house naked. If like if I am naked and I need to get something from downstairs, there are and I'm like I don't want to put on anything. I, I'm going to go down and get. I got you know I got two boys and it's it's just it's yeah. so. But it isn't a regular thing. But I do anticipate when the kids move out that it will become a normal thing. I like that idea for me in my house. I mean, why not? And then there's a pool and you. Can, I mean, I'll jump into that pool naked at the right time, yeah. if the right people aren't looking out the windows or the neighbors aren't home or yeah. something. There's a couple of vantage points from other yards, I think, in my pool, but. Um, it, was every, it was everything I hoped it would be. It's, it's not that there's that much to report, it's just, and I think that's the point, is that I had this idea, and again, I'll have ideas of how I want things to go, and, but it was, and it started off really rough, and I didn't let it get to me. 
And even even in day two, when like things cleared up and I'm wearing the sweatshirt and we're out in the river or we're back just being in our nakedness, did everything go exactly how I had written in the novel in my mind? Of course not. And Christy knows this about me. And so there's different there's certain points where she can see the eyebrows crinkle a little bit, or she can hear a little intonation in something I'm saying, and she can graciously redirect my me to let go of my expectations and enjoy what we have and what we're doing. But it was, and so that happened uh, at, a, at a couple of points. But overall, it was just such a beautiful experience of us just being together with very little agenda and very little clothes. Did you, uh, it was something I noticed uh, that is unusual and like I, we know, I noted it, and Jesse noted it was how quickly I adjusted to vacation, which is uh, not an easy thing for me to do. Now we worked, a you know, we don't typically travel in October unless it's for work, and so putting something in the middle of October, which just the way that the year is stacked, it tends to be right. our busiest time. And what happens when we travel is it isn't like anything we, we do less, it's just we do more and it gets pushed on either side of the trip and it's just the yeah. schedule gets really packed on each side of the trip. And we were working, when I got home on the Wednesday night before leaving on a Thursday morning, I was so worn out. And there's so many things kind of going on in my mind and things that I could latch onto and worry about at any given yeah. time. But something like when I got off the plane, I kind of made this decision. I was like, I'm not gonna worry about anything work related. I'm not gonna think about the, the stuff that I could be doing. And also, I'm not going to obsess about all the, the seven different things that I could see in Key West. I've got these people here who know the place. They've made reserva reservations. I'm just gonna be along for the ride. And I actually had one of the better times that I've ever had because I- Wasn't in charge. Well, I wasn't in charge, but all, but also it was like, there's certain things that I didn't see. I didn't go into Ernest Hemingway's house, which I could have done, right? As an example, it's like mm -hmm. some, oh, everybody says, good, take the tour. We didn't go. And then I was like, hey, leave something to do the next time you come. Whatever, Don't, who cares? Just, it, I, I, it's very hard for me to be in the moment. And for some reason, because we were working so hard right up until that moment, I found myself being able to do that more than I ever have. And I was like, man, is it, am I reaching an age where I can do it? Is that, is that what's happening? It's, it's crazy, I was thinking the same thing. So on our drive back the next day, I told Christy, I was like, you know what, for the past two days, I don't think I thought about work. And it was, I mean, we had internet in the room. When you're walking around and outside of your cabin, we didn't have any service, so that helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it felt like one of the, cause usually you go for a week long vacation and it takes half the time to get to the point where you're no longer thinking about the stuff. And then as you're starting, as it creeps back to when you're coming back into the real world, you, you start, start thinking, thinking about it about, again. You start thinking about the fact that the vacation is over. Right, so then like, there's oh, like, man, we gotta might, go home on Tuesday. There might be one day of a sweet spot in the middle where you didn't think of anything. But yeah, I actually noticed I haven't thought about work the past two days, I gave myself permission to do that and I think I needed it enough and I, you know, I wanted to provide focus on the right things and it was, it was just, yeah, it's kind of what you want a vacation to be, even though it was only two full days for us and a travel day on either side, that 
even being in the car was nice, you know, because it's such a scenic drive and everything. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I, I definitely think that was my takeaway is that with this particular trip, you got the the beauty of the ocean, the cliffs, the redwoods, and it just bring. I would put it on that for me that it brought me into this meditative state. Um, and uh, apparently, a, a good Floridian island will do the same thing if if you're in the right circumstances. It's yeah. nice to be. It's nice to, it, that it, we're both it may have also, that experience. It may be. I, I, it could just be we haven't traveled in a while. Yeah. Because uh, I, I just I noted it and I was like, man, I like real. I just did quickly. How do I make sure I do this next time? I know for real. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy, but but the, there's there's one house that has like it's called a bridge house. You have to walk across this suspension bridge across the Big Sur River, and then there's it has two uh, bedrooms and then a a kitchen and a nice living room area and. Um, there's a there's a barrel sauna outside right next to the river with a picnic table and bocce ball and like these amazing rings. You getting the sauna? Of I didn't rent that. It was this oh. was the place I want us to go back to. Oh, oh. And then if we bring other friends, there's like um, they retro it they they created these standalone bedrooms that are like super nice that like you could, you bring some other people. It's like, I definitely wanna go back and do that. And October, that's the perfect time. You get that rain, but then it goes away and there's not all the fog coming off of. We got lucky when we went in not June, a lot of fog. which is usually super foggy and it just, we got lucky. But the thing that Christy and I watched in our downtime, um, when we just couldn't go at each other anymore, <laughs> mm. was, uh, this Goop series on Netflix called Sex, Love, and Goop. I've seen the trailer. So, um, of course, Goop is, is is the Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, it's not just wellness, it's it's all types of stuff and it's what. It's just Gwyneth stuff. Years ago, she, was, she got flack for like saying, oh, put this egg in your vagina for a long time and. Jade egg. The jade egg and she you got. You named your dog after it. She got a lot of pushback for stuff like that. Uh, and she did a mini series, uh, a goop series on Netflix like a year ago that was a bunch of like, I don't know, you spend a lot of money on something that's very questionable. It seems like that's kind of the reputation with like, yeah. what she's putting out into the world. But this new series, um, she's not, she she's not really the center of it. And we watched the whole thing while we were there and that's my recommendation, but I wanted to talk through some of this stuff with you because uh -oh. it's basically um, a s episodic series, like docu-series on sexual healing uh, of real life couples paired with a sexologist. Mm -hmm. Is that a I sex I would have called him a sex therapist, but they're- Sexologist I, I is they sounds more science-y. Sexologist. Wanted to jump in here and um, give a clarification. This is after recording everything that you're currently listening to, we had a discussion about Goop in light of the fact that uh, a lot of con controversy came to light after we recorded me talking about that Goop series. And the controversy, I mean controversy is nothing new to Goop, but I just wanted to say there's certain uh, therapeutic practices that are platformed in the series that people are pointing out are illegal in most states, highly questionable. Um, the one that I know about specifically is not one that uh, 
I'm telling you about in this episode. Right. But in general, I just wanted to say, I'm not endorsing any of these practices. I don't know enough to do that. And I hope you know enough to like use your own judgment. I'm basically just saying, this was a fascinating show to watch and be exposed to. And it just got me thinking about some things that I'm not saying are entirely right or even entirely legal because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I'm just putting that out there and framing this whole conversation with caution that you need to be responsible for yourself and uh, how you apply any of the stuff from that series, if at all. No endorsements. And I'll add that um, if you didn't already know, Goop is not, it doesn't necessarily have the reputation for being uh, the most um, reliable or evidence-based source of uh, lifestyle and health advice, Um, you know, the, there's there's a number of things that have come up in the past few years, but we are entertained by the way yes. that they go about things. Uh, so again, whatever Link said, I agree with. This is not an endorsement. We were entertained by this thing, but we because of this recent controversy. Whatever I said, you weren't listening to what I said. No, I, okay. He uh, agrees with what I but said. But we just want we he endorses my we wanted to make sure that we did, we, we know how the internet is, and we know that when you talk about something that's controversial, people assume that is an endorsement, and we want it to it's confirm not. that it is not an endorsement. Now let's go back to it. And so the, these are real people who like, from all walks of life, you got old people, you got a lesbian couple, you got um, people dealing with challenges in being intimate, or like being, there being a mismatch in what what drives them and then, so it's kinda like seeing the therapeutic techniques mm-hmm. um, that they're experiencing firsthand uh, and sometimes with multiple hands involved as Ooh. I'll get to and it gets wild and really out there in a couple of key places, one that I'll tell you about but I really enjoyed the heart behind this thing. I mean Christy recommended it um, and said, hey, let's watch this thing. And I thought, okay, this will be fun. This I, this might make us horny. That's what I was thinking. But then it was, it was actually very eye-opening and educational. Some people might describe parts of it as pornographic and it might make you uncomfortable. But if you've been through sex temper, I think you're, you'd probably be ready to check this thing out. Um, but I give it to these couples who are like totally normal people with normal problems in their relationships and they're like super vulnerable in the stuff that they were asked to do Hmm. on camera. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. But one of the things that one of these sexologists talked about was an erotic blueprint test that determines the way in which you best receive pleasure. 
And this is something that like, I, I was able to connect a few dots with this, but I had it's not like a heard love language it. for sex? Yeah, so the, um, the different erotic blueprints are energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, or shapeshifter. So energetic means you're aroused by anticipation and yearning. So it's like, what's, it's not what is happening, it's what's about to happen. Like, foreplay. am I ready for this? And it's, um, it's, it's foreplay, but then sometimes it goes into more of this like woo energy thing, which I'll talk about. Second one is sensual. So you're turned on when all the senses are ignited. Ever how many there are, five or six? Like the vaginas in a candle. candle. It's yeah, so like sight, smell, touch. What are the other ones? Rubbing, insertion. Sound. Sounds. Taste. The next one is sexual, which is excited by nudity and or other traditional sexual characteristics. A lot of this is associated with the the sexy bits, you know? Okay. The parts that you're supposed to cover up on. Like the ankles. To be decent. Angles? Ankles. <laughs> I'm really into ankles. No, I'm talking about the twigs, the berries. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The. Tunnel of love. The nappy dugout. Yeah. As um, Ice Cube called it in something. Um, so, and that's the one that you, you know, you tend to think about like, okay, it, when sexual stuff is what I'm, is, is at play when you're activated sexually. Yep. But only that stuff. Um, kinky, aroused by taboo. Mm -hmm. And then shapeshifter is just all of the above. Yeah. So Christian, I mean, it doesn't, it's not a teaching series. It's more like they're sharing this with the people in order so that this one particular couple could understand how they were, how to, kind of like a love language thing. How do they like meet each other's expectations? And like she's putting one of them on a table, and then it's like, okay, based on your survey, you're kinky. And she's like, oh, I am. And then he like gets out. Of, she gives the sexologist gives her partner a paddle, and he like, and he's like, I'm not kinky. He I'm starts, just a high school principal. <laughs> he was. Uh, I mean, his eyebrows are going up all the time as he's like trying to like figure out how hard does she like to be spanked with this paddle. Right. And then there's like the whips hmm. and the, the the thing, like the big thing with the chains hanging from it. And it's like, well, you don't whip the person with this. You just slowly drape it on them and, and drape it on her crotch. And then you have the weight of just these the, chains. Just the feeling of chains. Is, um, I think she was like sensual and kinky, if I remember correctly. But then, uh, they switch up and they put him on the table. And, like, I'm, well, I'm a golfer. <laughs> and <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't like that. But like, I mean, they gave him like Wolverine claws Holy. to like start scratching down her body okay. in like a very uh, not, no blood was drawn. Right. Yeah. It was very approachable. It made kinky approachable. So you're a big Wolverine fan. It did make me think that I was a shapeshifter because no matter what I saw, well, hey, I wanted to I, try. I could try that. Um, but they put That's, that feels like the page I'm on so far. Yeah, they put him on the table, and and then the the sexologist is like, "You are an energetic." And then he started like talking about like, "Put your hands over the person. Do you feel the energy?" And I'm like, "Okay, here we go. I don't believe in any of this shit." But then they started. He started being touched, 
in a way that the dude had what is called an energetic orgasm. He came in his pants without being touched. He had a foot, I don't know if he ejaculated in his britches. Well, that's an orgasm. But his whole body was shaking, he was like, cr he started crying. Huh. It was wild, it really was wild. And I didn't know this was a thing. And then they're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is what you are and this is what. What happened though? Just hand placement without touching? Honestly, I can't remember all the specifics of what they did to him. Maybe it was because Nothing of, was vibrating, like under the table that we couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that I saw. Uh, you'll have to watch it for yourself if you wanna really, I, I can't remember the specifics of what they did. It was more about the result and him knowing that this was kinda, this was his sexual, his, his sexual love language, his erotic blueprint. Mm. But then the sexologist is like, now you get off, now let me show you where you can go with this, basically. Since this is, this is a way that you're able to get off and you guys can learn that from each other. Go stand next to a transformer? <laughs> just, no, just sit here and watch me. And then the sexologist lays down on the table, fully clothed. Uh-oh. And she's like, I'd like to introduce you to my business and life partner. And this this uh, middle-aged bald dude comes out and he looks like a, I mean, he's got like a golf shirt on. I don't remember what he had on. What was but his I name? I remember that, I don't remember, like Raymond or something <laughs> like that. It was, un, but he looked like a like an evil Bond villain. He had a, I wouldn't say that his head was bulbous, but it was bald and all of his facial features were kind of concentrated on the lower half of his face. It's better that way. So it's kind of, it was kind of that like. Way you can see, smell, and taste things that are all at the same time. And he had a smirk, but he didn't really talk. And then all of a sudden, he starts putting his hands over his partner and he never, ever touched her. It's like David Copperfield. And it was kind of like this super villain magician type thing. And he had one hand, it was kind of, you know when, um. In Lord of the Rings when Sauron kind of like put his hand over the Pelantir and like he had like his hand was like, it was kind of like he was drawing a connection with Sauron out of that crystal ball yeah. and like his fingernails and his hand was like getting like twiggy. It was like, it was like weird and like. That happened sinuous. on Netflix? Like this dude, well what he did was he did that with his hand above her head and then. She got her eyes closed? Kind of over her crotch. Uh-oh, puppeteer. And, then, and he looked like he was pulling on strings like a freaking puppeteer. And then she is just going crazy. Like she is, she is undulating, having a full body orgasm all over this table. All over the table. Like she was writhing all over the table, moaning and, and arching her back and putting her knees in the air and throwing her legs all over the place. And, and he was never touching her, but doing this thing that, from my perspective, it was an, it was an elaborate performance. Well, can I? And I think, so. It, having not seen it. It was wild. I didn't really buy it, but the other guy totally bought. Well, here's the thing. You ever, um, you know like, this hasn't happened to me recently, but I've, well, I've done it with my kids where you'll like, you're doing it with your kids. You know, you're tickling your kids. And yeah. then you're, you got them, you've got them held down. And then you get really close to tickle them and they laugh and, because it's yes, the anticipation yeah. of getting tickled. Like, I think. And they would call that an energetic response. I think that it's, it, it is, I, like, 
I mean, listen, I don't know. I, I, I don't tr claim to know things about metaphysical things anymore. It's That's kind of where I'm at. But the idea that he there's literally like some energy field that he's kind of running through her <laughs> vagina and then coming out of the top of her head and like literally like, what was the guy in Pinocchio? <laughs> Geppetto. <laughs> He's like Geppettoing his his woman. <laughs> I don't think that's what's happening, but like the the idea is so powerful right. and that her mind is literally able to activate a sexual response. Like I totally believe that that could happen. I I agree with that. And there was no denying that this guy who was in who was in tears and like took him hours to recover from what happened to him on the table. Oh is um, it just seemed like it was a very extreme demonstration that might, I don't know, it's, the waters got kind of muddied for me and you expect a little bit of that from, from a goop thing. Yeah, it's gotta be if a little not goopy, a, lot, a little goopy. You gotta get goopy. There was a couple other goopy moments too um, that those are great reasons to watch and just like, just to, just for your jaw to drop, but again, I have to recommend it because the way that these couples were so vulnerable and the sexual component to their relationship and one of the things that clicked early on was they said, one of the sexperts said that, you know, it's um, lovemaking is a, is a skill. It's like a craft. And it was really cool to for us to be watching it and then to have all of this time where it's like, okay, we can. We don't have anywhere to be or anything else to do. Just raining, and, and so we can like actually embrace this as something that we're. There's still a lot to learn about our own bodies and about each other's bodies. And I never, I never heard of these classifications. You know, had you? Energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, shapeshifter. Not and not, no, not broke broken down like that. Right, and knowing that there might be a mismatch to like, um, the the woman. In, in that in that couple was like, am I gonna have an orgasm at any point in my life? Am I gonna, she said, am I gonna have an orgasm before I have a baby? Because I think they were, they were thinking about trying to have kids, but like she kinda wanted to check that box, you know, and as she, as she should. Um, but it, I was blown away by the, just the vulnerability and just how, because I haven't read a lot of those books, which I'm sure you could get some of this stuff from it was a it was a cool introduction to it, and it had some sensational parts that really popped that made it a lot of fun to watch. We're gonna bring uh, sexologists in for September twenty twenty two. Maybe, right? I mean, I mean, I I'll lay down. I, could, I couldn't fit on this table right here. I mean, would you lay down? I had to bring in a different table for a Netflix. My head would go out that side, and my feet would be out this side. Like, I mean, a lot no, of these I people, wouldn't. they I, would be like, I'm. I'm gonna do this on Netflix. Like they would say that. Well, as they're part getting of it. paid. I mean, probably a pretty significant significant amount. Uh, you know, it I, was very cool. What, what 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 I will say, I, it's interesting. We you know had very different trips, but there are parallels even in this area. And I think that this is again, this is typical of vacations for 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 me and Jesse and uh, you and Christy, as you've described. Mm -hmm. But you know, I actually wasn't with Jesse the entire week leading up, because she went to North Carolina at the beginning of the week and was kind of hanging out with her family there and then went down to the Keys on Wednesday, so I'm flying down on Thursday night, so we haven't seen each other for like four days. Oh, that's a good technique. Send her early. <sighs> well, she sent herself, had some business to take <laughs> care of in, in North Carolina, and um, 
you know, like the, I got in at like 6.30, so she is, they're all ready to go out for dinner, right? And so like uh, Chris picks picks me up, but Jessie's there and like she like steps out of the car and she's like uh, in her little black dress and her <laughs> uh, all made up and her heels and. She didn't drive up on a bike. No, she did not. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, what time is dinner? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if we got, we have a little bit of time. Let's go to the hotel room. And I mean, it was it, it was it was very intense. And uh, I like I that's like a that great idea. way to start. Meet on the vacation. Not, not, don't don't now, travel I'm not there saying together. We, we had sex at the airport. I'm saying we waited till we got back to the hotel room. And then there's always this thing, kind of what you were getting at before, which is just like. Sometimes in a in, in a in, in a relationship, if there's like pre-dinner sex, sometimes you you're less motivated after dinner, right? You're kind of yeah. like, oh, you don't need. Well, no, we followed up dinner, and then proceeded to. I mean, oh, it was like reset. You hit a reset, and then it was like it became a thing. It was like this is going to happen multiple times a day the whole time that we're together, and of course the whole dynamic that we talked about during sex timber where. You have to kind of get yourself into a place where you're willing to uh, not care about people hearing you and people in the room next to you hearing you and that kind of thing. Uh, but we got there very quickly and and kind of maintained that. And we didn't really talk. We didn't talk about it. And we talked about how we were having a really great time and how we were really connecting and we enjoyed being with each other. And uh, but yeah, it was a really uh, we were very in sync. Much more than when we were kayaking. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought about trying to slip off and have sex on the kayak, considering how well things were going. And maybe <laughs> that would have, uh, you know, solved some problems. But no, that didn't happen. But yeah, it was it was a really good time for that kind of connection. But, we, but maybe, may, I mean, I haven't done the puppeteer thing, so maybe I got to watch yeah, this thing. That's what I'm telling out. you, man. So that's my recommendation, actually, for this one, is the goop. Sex, love, and goop, and I, you know, I've told you what you're signing up for. If you, if so, if you're not into that, you shouldn't watch it. And it's like, yeah, you're gonna. There's some eye rolly parts to it, but it's like, I'll just take it with a grain of salt. It's like you don't have to agree with everything in order to get something out of it. That's how what I feel. Well, about you know it. that that's one of the one of the things I most enjoy about uh, sort of my post evangelical life. Yeah, is a there. As an evangelical Christian, there was for me there was always this. I was a very in a very defensive and protective mode with every single thing that I enjoyed, every single thing that I watched, every single conversation that I was in. You're kind of always on guard for is this an first of all if you're with people is this an opportunity to witness to them, but then when you're watching something, you're trying to make sure that it's going through the proper grid and you're classifying yeah. these people as this isn't good, this is not Christ-like, this is not a Christian, this is not biblical. You're either in or you're out. So every, yeah, everything was assessing that. And there's an interesting thing with when I don't, not grid. Is it, ex is it right or wrong? Are you in or are you out? Are, and are that you, grid doesn't exist anymore. Can I so, do that So now not? it's kinda like, huh, okay. That, but the interesting thing is, it isn't like every, anything goes and everything's good, but it's kinda like I can watch something and just take it in and be like, this doesn't have to change the way I feel about think about this, but it might, you know. And I'm it, again. 
I don't believe the energy stuff. I mean, it could be true, but I don't know if there's a way to prove it. I haven't experienced it. But like being yeah. able to watch something like that and be like, this is entertaining slash informative. Maybe it'll spark something for us. And I don't have to have this complex informed opinion about why it's worldly. That's one of the best things about my life at this point that just makes, I just, it, it's a lot, there's a lot less in, uh, emotional energy put in like putting things in boxes. And I, I think that, you know, since this is kind of like a a sex addendum to September, you know, weeks later, um, I do think there are ripple effects in me and Christy's relationship from September. It's like really getting in that headspace where you're like, you're thinking about it. Well, you and I are thinking about it and talking about it. And then Christy and I are, all the four of us did in that one episode. And then it, um, I, she's grateful. I think she's she's glad that she was on the show because it's part. It's one of the factors that led to us having intentional intimacy and giving a giving attention to that our sex lives and saying, okay, that will actually be part of the mission for this trip for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm I look I'm already looking back on September and being very very grateful for it, and I think. Um, and there's an you know Christie's Christie's reading a book called Come As You Are, which I would also recommend that book. And um, so it's you know th- the wave has crescendoed, but it's like it's still it's still moving us along in terms of giving attention to it, and also being realizing that now that we've talked about it, it's it's less and less weird every time we bring it up. Like she's the one that's like, and she put it in our text there. She's like, look at this Goop series. I'm gonna watch this. You guys should watch this too. You know, it's like, I don't, I think she could have done that before, but maybe she wouldn't have. Maybe she wouldn't have identified that. It's like, so we're, I think we are realizing the benefits of having those conversations and kind of bringing it to the surface. Now, all that being said, if I had to predict on on the backside of our Big Sur trip, is it this now we're having so much more sex? It's like, no, I can already tell that it's like, man, that was that was great and that was very concentrated and now we're kind of getting back to our our normal lives and our normal rhythm and our normal uh frequency is the word I'm looking for, you know, of of being intimate. But again, because it's we talk about it differently now. We talk about it more often. We talk about it more, even more openly. And so I think it was a good thing. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we're still doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> I, I do think that that is, um, you know, we talked about this during September, but yeah, I think it is worth repeating is just the idea that just like anything, that communication and in, it, talking about something leads to enhancements and progression in that particular area of, yeah. your, of your relationship, and that might be your sexual relationship, because um, I, I do think there is a there's a tendency for I mean I'm not a very routine oriented person, but that doesn't really that doesn't really matter because there is a tendency you kind of get into things that are comfortable and. And I'm just talking about in relationships in general, right? If there's like, yeah. okay, well, this thing about you annoys me, or I feel hurt in this way, 
but I just don't know how to talk about it. I don't know how to bring it up. And so years will pass. Right. And we don't really make, like we just accept that this is the status quo. And I don't know, my impression is that there are, there's, there's, many, there's many couples and relationships where there's issues like that that relate to their sexual lives where it's like, hey, hey, we looked up and 15 years had passed and we haven't had a meaningful sexual connection. Not because we don't want to, but because there's something, maybe it's we're on different page when it comes to the stuff, the way that it was broken mm -hmm. down or yeah. whatever. And that's the thing that I loved about that series is that these were not people that was like, were celebrating how great their sex lives are. It's like, these are people with real challenges and deeply rooted in certain case studies issues that go to the core of who they are as individuals and what they're bringing to the relationship and they put all that out there and I think it's, you know, I'm extremely grateful for uh, the experiences that Christian and I have and I know you are with you and Jesse, like things are going so well and that was one of the concerns that I had with September was like, I just feel like we, we celebrate how much we have to be thankful for and that we can build on knowing that there's so many people who like as you're getting at right now, it's like they're they're in a different place because of different reasons that aren't their fault necessarily or most likely. And it's and it it takes it takes work and sometimes help to get through that. And it's and so I applaud those people and I think they're those are great examples to kind of round out something that we're not able to talk about when it's Well, I mean, it's just the the intention the decision to go on that show, which who knows what the casting process is or whatever. But there, you know, you don't have to go on a Netflix show, but it might take, hey, like, let's actually go see a sex therapist as a couple. Like, oh, this is, un oh, this is uncomfortable, but yeah. what about the next 10 years? Like, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's anything. When you need to talk to somebody about anything, that breaking through that initial conversation, it's just, Again, it's just so much easier to not have it. It's just so much easier to just have the neck tomorrow be just like today. So, yeah, back burner it or no burner it. But I mean, so when I was talking about like enjoying being naked and like embracing that, it was informed by messages in that show and just saying, you know what? I So I got to a point with Christy and I was like, I think I wanna start an OnlyFans. Okay, all right. It's like. It can be both of us. You can be in charge of the camera. If you don't wanna do it, you can be in charge of the camera. My face doesn't have to be on it. I don't know, I could be in a not, I want an, I could do an anonymous thing. I think I I think I could be an exhibitionist. Hmm, okay. I, I doubt this is gonna actually happen. So does she. But there are couples, uh, you know, there's so much independent porn right now, and there are couples that, for whatever reason, because of whatever else they do or just their own prerogative, they don't show their faces. Um, you know, you're gonna have, the tattoo could be a problem. I mean, you have your wife's name as I do, well, mm. my wife's name, on our asses. So you have to put something over that and then you've got the mm. the elvish yeah. tattoo that you yeah. have to do something with that. A lot of um, band-aid. And yeah. you can't say anything. You know, you don't wanna make any noises. But I you use can cover accent. You can yeah use a French accent. You're good at that. And uh, I mean, it's a natural extension of what we do, right? Emphasis on the extension. 
No, I, I, I don't think I will ever do it. And I'm just, I'm, I was messing with her tongue in cheek, but um, I don't know. <laughs> you got people. Now you got people who are legitimately gonna think that you might start an OnlyFans, but you know that's a good pl- that's a good place to have people. Don't go searching. I that's don't know a how, good place to have I, people. I haven't perused OnlyFans. I don't know, uh, you know, what the thumbnails show, but uh, don't peruse it on my account trying to find me because you won't. Um, and it'll be really easy because I'll be the guy wearing this sweatshirt and nothing else. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, focus on the ducks. Well, hopefully uh, you learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, and last week as we ended up just doing sex timber all over again. Um, hashtag your biscuits. Tell us what type of sexual no, <laughs> don't. type you are. We don't no, wanna know. No, no, wait, listen, save it because I, I mean, I have every intention of doing sex timber again, but I don't, I don't know how it's gonna change. We kind of already told the stories, I think. I think we might have to just bring in some experts. I don't know, man. I don't it's know. Too, it's too, too early, early to say, to but I, I, you know, I'd really I, like to do it again. I'll, I'll, I'll have learned a lot from my OnlyFans experience uh, to discuss. Yeah, right. <sighs> Talk at you next week.